0: Hello everyone and welcome to the episode 31 of the All In Football Fantasy Premier League show podcast. I am your host, the FPL guru, Alex Rex, and we've got a full house this week. Joining me today is Tom Hughes and Scott Williams. Tom, how are we
1: doing? Yeah, very good, mate. How are you? Excellent, excellent. Scott, EW, fresh trim. How are you feeling? Yeah, very good, mate. How are you?
0: Yeah, excellent, excellent. Also sporting a fresh trim. Um, thanks very much, everyone, for tuning in today. Don't forget to follow us on our social media platforms, on Football P, on Football Pod, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And also like this video if you are watching on YouTube and subscribe to our channels, whether you're watching on YouTube or where you're getting your podcast from. It's probably the most seamless one I've ever done of that. I can tell I'm getting used to it, 31 episodes. Today, we are going to uh, review the uh, the podcast league and the podcast cup and also talk about the final double game week of the season, which is double game week 37. We're going to talk about all things free hit, um, all the double game week teams. And for all of you guys who aren't on free hits, we're going to cover off the potential transfer options for um, the the last two game weeks of the season. So without further ado, let's get into it. Congratulations to our manager of the week, nearly, because there is one game left, but you know, it's near enough there. Uh, and he's probably going to win manager of the week anyway. I think he's got four four players left to play in this one. Where am I looking for? Of course, he's moved up. Callum Burnett, 123 points, eh? Someone decided to listen to us on the podcast and get Kevin De Bruyne in. <laughs> Imagine if he captained him. Ooh. Ooh, I know. I, I did I did say this to him. I was like, can... you know? Because in his work league, the guy above him did captain Kevin De Bruyne. And I said, I, I, bet, I, I bet you've never been less happy about a guy in your team scoring four goals. <laughs> it's like, yeah, gutted. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I've had such a great week, but the guy who I actually am competing against in my other leagues had an amazing week as well. So. But fantastic team. Um, Schmeichel, Cancelo and Laporte, um, uh, who potentially might be injured now. Um, City might have Diaz and Laporte out um, so that that'd be that'd be big, and Fernandinho apparently had a bit of a knock as well. So it's all uh, centre back Stones is injured. It's all very very nervy at the uh, centre back position for Manchester City. Uh, but Robertson and Trent, Salah, De Bruyne, Gordon Havertz, he's still got Dennis um, and Ketier, Foster on the bench with fourteen points. He was everyone's saviour on a bench boost. Think if they had him. Davies, Pookie, and Jusby Hall. So he's actually only got um, two players left to play. So yeah, maybe there is there's, there is potential yet for anyone to to overtake. Uh, but I did want to give a um, a shout out in our league to out for the Mount Heather Barris. Uh, now Heather only joined our league um, a couple of weeks ago. She played a triple captain. This week she got 119 points. But if she'd have played her bench boost. She would have got another twenty-seven points and would be uh, manager of the week, and she'd have then won more manager of the weeks than me if she had actually played a bench boost. So, Jack, you've cost Heather. If you'd have told her that she could have played a bench boost, then she'd have been our manager of the week. We're going to
2: need some. We're going to need some clarification from Jack whether I'm not. We don't want to make any insinuations, but you know, Sandy plus Dimple's team is this actually? <laughs> Jack's second team. That's all I want
0: to know. Heather actually direct messaged me that she was joining the league, got the link and set up okay. a team. Okay, wonderful. So, that's,
2: uh, that's all right then, because uh, Sandeep used Dimples' team. That's all I'm saying.
0: I had to uh, have to give her credit. But Jack, you've got to tell her it's a bench boost. She'd have been <laughs> the best manager. <laughs> anyway, but in my eyes, Heather, you're our manager of the week. Sorry, no, Callum. No. You've had enough. Um, the podcast league is looking very tasty. <laughs> So we've got AJFC, Gavin Webb, only three points clear now of AD Chip. and um, AD, AD has a couple of extra players as well. He does. He's got four players left to play and Gav's only got two. This could be the moment where he gets ahead of him and then they both have free hits to play next week. So Ooh. it's getting very, very tasty at the top of the podcast league. Just, just in behind. Just in behind, not far behind at all, actually. It's a lot closer than people people realise, I think, uh, Mr. Tommy Hughes. But Jeff Belcher, he's uh, nine points further back from AD Chip. And then only 10 points further back from there is you, Tom. So it's it's still anybody's game at the top of the podcast league. The four, four people at the top of there. Sorry, Dave Byrne and me. We're not winning the league. We're too far behind. So between you four... Anybody's game, and you all bar Jeff have a free hit to play this week.
2: It's interesting, isn't it? There's the, the thing is, there's still, like you say, AD's still got four players left to play. Gav has got, I think, pretty much every, all the top four have got Saka. I think, um, Jeff and Gav have Kolachevsky, if I'm right, and then uh, Adrian has. Emerson, Real, and Anquetil on top of that. So, but I don't think I'm the only person with Son. So, even in those four, there's still like loads of room for the, that last game to do a lot of
0: force, a lot of changes in that top four. Yeah, got, uh, I think you are. I don't think Aiden's going to. has got Kane, which is surprising for AD because he hates Kane. So, I'm surprised he's got him over Son. But yeah, uh, Son could be the big differential. So, not to linger on it too much, but at the end of the day, you know, this is the podcast. Um, the podcast about this league. And this is the league that you guys are competing for. And I know all four of you, obviously, hopefully you as well, Tom, actually do listen when you're not on it. But you, everyone else here listens to the podcast, and it's very tight. Twenty-two points and two game weeks and a game left to play. Incredible. This is what this is what we wanted. Um moving on to uh, the cup competition. We're all very happy to see Jack knock Sandeep out, aren't we? Let's be honest. suddenly it rocked up for the last few weeks to try and win the cup and Jack's going to knock him out this week Um, Cully is going to finally end I think the cup run of Bikar Michael and I say I think he's going to end it because he's got Lacazette and Martinelli to play Um, but Cully has Saka I think that's uh, an Enkettia. that's it Saka and Enketia left to play so he has the better but yeah Bikar Michael's run could be coming to an end Baz is quite convincingly knocking out DC. Great week for Baz. And then uh, Martin Wheel is ending the cup run of Olu Watobi um, because Olu Watobi has no players left to play and is behind Martin by six points. So the semi finals are, are almost set. So still could happen in the Cully one, but it's looking like it's going to be Jack, Baz, Martin, and potentially Cully in the semi finals. Um, so exciting times ahead. Come on, Baz. Yeah. We're, we're all cheering for Baz, aren't we? <laughs> no offence. Anybody else still in there? But yeah, I'm, uh, it'd be a right Cinderella story. I'd love to see Baz. He's had a fantastic second half of the season, it has to be said. So, game week, game week 37. I mean, we, we, we could... Spend loads of time in game week 36, but I think everyone wants to, and reflecting on what a ridiculous game we was. But I want to get into game week 37 and get into the fixtures and get into the teams in particular that are doubling. So I'm on a fixture difficulty right now. here. Oh, this is zoomed in so much. wonder why. There we go. So um, all the deadline is 10.30 on Sunday morning. So it's important. The last two deadlines of the season are both on Sundays. So it, the, the only two deadlines this season that have been on Sunday. So it starts off with Spurs against Burnley. Um, and then we've got other fixtures, most of them taking place at two o'clock uh, on the Sunday with a 4.30 kickoff as well. So the teams that are doubling this week are Aston Villa. we have got Crystal Palace at home and Burnley at home. So two excellent fixtures there. You've got Crystal Palace, we're playing Villa away and Everton away. Everton have got Brentford at home and Palace at home. So double home, double away, double home fixtures. And then we've got Burnley who are playing Spurs away and Villa away. And then Leicester who are playing Watford away and Chelsea away. So those are the five teams that we've got. So what we're going to do, first of all, is have a little bit more in-depth look at those teams. So let's start off with Aston Villa. They've got the best double game week out of those. Um, Looking at the statistics, now I've done this from when... Um, what's he called? Scouse lad. Stephen Gerrard, that's him. Uh, not famous at all. Uh, he took over in game week 27, to be fair, he's, he's irrelevant to me And Stevie G. Uh, 27 when he took over. Now, in terms of points, by far the most productive player in terms of totals has been Matty Cash. So I'd have expected most free-hit teams to be looking at putting Matty Cash in. And I think one of the bigger debates that people have got is whether to go for... Ings or Watkins, or both. Obviously, Watkins might be injured. I don't know if we, we know he's definitely out yet or not. Or if people are then going to maybe look at someone like Coutinho or potentially Buendia, because it looks like Ramsey might be injured as well. Um, and, of course, we can't forget about Luka Dean. So, boys, thoughts on Villa? Who are we considering for our free-hit teams?
2: I'd be interested to see what Cash has done. Uh, if you narrowed that to like the last four game weeks instead of from 27... Um, what would that what would that change it to Uh, uh, 32-36 32-36 totals he's got 15 points
0: top players Buendia with
2: 21 becomes a bit more it's not as clear cut when you look at the last few games I know that because I brought Cash in in the last few games and he's done absolutely nothing for me so uh yeah, Cash, Cash-Dinier, I think is a nice, easy double-up, isn't it? If you go in for Villa, they've got two home games against mm-hmm. Palace and Burnley. I mean, they're not great at the back, but they're probably going to keep one clean sheet in those two games. Um, so, yeah, I like I like Cash and Dinier at the back and I'd probably go Coutinho in midfield.
0: You think Coutinho, it's, an, it's, a, good, it's a good point, this one. So... If Ings and Watkins are both fit, Coutinho seems to be being rotated. He seems to be going with two up front a little bit more often. Um, so I, I, if Watkins isn't fit, then Coutinho is a lot more of an option, I think, than if Watkins is fit, because he seems to rotate yeah. him, with, he's rotated him with Buendia. So I do think that's something that we need to just keep an eye on in terms of, of press conferences. It depends Um,
2: what team structure you're going for as well because I've already got in my head I'm going for one striker and it's going to be a premium. And so on that basis, I'm not even looking at Watkins and Ings. I'd love to have one of them in, but actually I think I want a premium striker because you've got Spurs at home to Burnley and uh, I think Leicester have got a double as well, haven't they? So so in Vardy and Kane, you've got two really good options. So I, I think that pushes... Watkins and Ings out of it a little bit for me which is why I'm pretty sure I'm going to go Dinier uh, Dinier uh, who am yeah. I trying to say Cash. Dinier Cash and Coutinho
1: or Buendia okay Scotty Villa yeah I mean I watched in the last few games for Villa I was if I I've, I've brought Dinier in so I've sort of watched the last couple of games I would say they tend to go down the right with their attacks it seemed to be who did they play last game Liverpool everything came through the right because you're well aware of it when you've got the left back uh, and everyone else has got the right back in the team. Mm-hmm. So it seems like a lot of things go through Matty Cash. Um, he did look fairly dangerous on the eye test. I know he's maybe not room returning, but on the eye test, he does. He was getting plenty of crosses into the box and he was getting into dangerous positions. Um, so for me, I, I, I think Watkins has looked really good the last few weeks. I must say, I think he's looking... He's, brought some of that form back that he had at the start of the season. Um, it's quite, for me, I, w- I would look at having Watkins, and I don't mind at all what Tom said about the double up with Digne and Matty Cash, because I just had a look there about, because I was like, did they keep clean sheets? And I was like, yeah, they do, actually. The last eight games have kept like four clean sheets. So yeah, like Tom says, one of them is probably going to be a clean sheet. And the fixtures are quite tasty. So I don't mind a little Villa double-up at all. I've Certainly something I'll be looking at, and I might go for Watkins and up top. I would stay away from Coutinho, mainly because, like you said, Alex, he's to get bit rotated and he's looked pretty crap for about six weeks. Yeah, it's a good point, really. I think I've just naturally had Coutinho in,
2: but now you say it, I can't remember the last time he actually did anything for me, and he keeps getting benched, doesn't he, So
0: Yeah. What do we think of um, Danny Ings if Watkins is injured? Yeah, and it's a great option, isn't it? Going to yeah. play both games. Mm-hmm. I think. It, I think if Watkins is out, I'd consider going him up top. Definitely, uh, I mm-hmm. think it, it's. Uh, but if Watkins is is fit, then yeah, again, I, I think Watkins is is the preferred option over Ings. Uh, Statistics wise, they're actually really quite close, yeah. uh, but I think Watkins is just Gerard's preferred option. I was so, quite
1: surprised that Ings is more expensive than when I looked. Jesus. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, well. He started even more expensive. He was eight million beginning of the season. So he had a cracking season, eh? Last year. Um, yeah,
0: I think everyone as well expected him sort of to push on this year um, mm. as well and uh, going moving to Villa, but it's just not ended up working out too well for him, really. I think. Um, mm. uh, so, Everton got to move on to those guys next. Uh, we've got the obvious in terms of uh, Richardson. I've done this since um, the other English midfielder that never won us anything took over. What's it called? Fat Frank, Lambe. Frank Frank Um, So he, uh, we, uh, so he, um, since he took over in game week twenty four, there's been some relatively consistent performance. Richarlison with fifty eight points, Pickford with fifty eight points, Gordon with fifty five points, Coleman with fifty points. They're the ones. Mason Holgate just simply reading out Jeff Belcher's team there. Huh? Exactly. Just loves it. If he could have five <laughs> Everton, he would, wouldn't he? Uh, but four point four point two million for Holgate has to be a consideration if you weren't filling your team with three starting. Uh, everton players and even if you were starting holgate you have to kind of consider him because he seems to still deliver you know he gets gets overlooked at 4.2 um but that's what's going on there but if we have a look at the last um handful of game weeks so five game weeks um Richarlison pickford and Mikalenko mm-hmm. is somebody that's got to be considered um in the last eight games he's had six shots two on target three in the box um he has uh he got an assist as well and happy he got he's got, he's got how many goals he got oh, he's only got one i thought i said three goals then on the screen i was like he's not got three goals he's got um got a goal and he seems to be starting at a wing-back position so he seems to be getting a, a lot further forward in this formation that lampard's got them working um boys everton players to players to watch considerations for free hits
1: yeah, so I, I would I would certainly look at a defender for Everton. I've just had a look again; about one in two games, of keeping a clean sheet. Um, I would seriously look at Pickford in goal. Um, yeah, I think he's a nailed one. I I'd agree with that definitely. He's he, and he's getting save points, and he's just playing really well. He's he's playing really, he's playing prime Pickford at the minute. Um, and yeah, I would look at personally would look at someone like a Holgate. Like you said, he seems to. It's always be there. It's he's really it's he's really, um, really a big threat from Corners as well as, as, as Holgate. Um like I say, I'd bat them to keep at least one clean sheet, but I, I'd personally stay away from Richarlison. I think he doesn't deliver enough for 7.6 million. Um, and yeah, I would look at probably a Gordon again, even though he's not done too much. Um, but he is that cheap enabler at 4.7 in the mid. Yeah.
0: Tommy? Thoughts on that? And in- interesting to hear Scott say stay away from Richarlison because I think he's one of the one of the players that'll be in so many free hits. Yeah, I
2: don't know. Uh, certainly Pickford's been very annoying picking up because uh, Jeff's been picking up points off Pickford week in, week out. And he just seems to be on steroids or something at the moment. I don't know, which is awful for Leeds, because if Pickford hadn't been playing well, we'd probably not be in quite the situation we're in, but uh, yeah, I mean, i have got to agree, Pickford seems almost inevitable if you're going for a if you're going for a free hit. I don't really know who else you'd go for in that situation. Like, you could go for Martinez, but I think you, there's too many options throughout the, uh, the Villa team to go for Martinez. So, yes. yeah, Pickford, I mean, Hallgate's really cheap, isn't he? So, Jet will have him in, 100%. So, Hallgate's going to score, so get him in. Uh <laughs> Regardless, I mean, it depends what you're doing. It really depends what you're doing. If you're going for, it's easy to say, or oh, you should avoid or you should go for a lesson, but it depends what your team setup is. Because if, if you're free hitting, it really depends what structure you're going for. Because effectively, you're going to have probably one bench player that's ready to come on. That's all I'd be going for here is your first sub is going to be a plain sub and the other three players should just be absolute cut price so that you can get all the money into that starting eleven. So on that basis, it depends on what your team setup is. If you're going for a big, heavy striker, then maybe you'd avoid Ricarlison. But if you're not, Watkins, Ricarlison, maybe like a Mateta or something like that, if you're going three up top or something like that. So, yeah, he's an option. If you're going heavy up front with like a Kane or something like that or a Vardy, then maybe you go for Gordon in midfield instead.
0: Yeah, there. Yeah, it's it's interesting, isn't it? Because I think we're quite blessed with um, the cheap cheap options. If got, we need a three point nine million keeper that there is one to put in there. But even this week with playing options, Holgate at four point two, Gordon at four point seven, eight Nuri at four point one's going to play Norwich, isn't he? Our Marty's got a double game week and he seems to still be starting at centre back. So you know, there's. There are options there that are cheap enough. Um, I think I'm just a little bit, I'd i be a little bit concerned about doubling up on on Everton at the back. I mean, they've got two home games, but it's, I just don't know about the upside. But if I was going to double up and have them play and then Pickford and Mikalenko, I'd have as a player to play. And then Holgate is, is if probably like your first bench player if you didn't want to have him start. I probably wouldn't put him in to start. Uh, Gordon's not really been doing too much recently, but he's just so cheap. So yeah. um, it, it's handy, it's easy to have in your team. Um, and then, yeah, Richarlison, I mean, at, at, at the end of the day, he's got four goals in his last eight. Uh, he's got two assists, he's got six goal involvements in his last eight. I don't think he's this must-have player that ev- every draft I'm seeing has got him in, like across like, Twitter and the football uh, FPL community. But I, I, I would say that he's a decent option as a striker, but yeah, he's definitely not a must-have anyway i don't think personally palace let's move on to good old crystal palace so since game week 31 so i've just done it over the last six game weeks uh, i've looked at points achieved and i think that you know, I, I give zaha quite a lot of stick because i just think he's inconsistent and he acts like he's the the, the dogs when he plays on the football pitch but we have got Four goals in the last six games, Zaha here, and he can. And he's on penalties. And when when he's prime, I think he he for me on this list is is a must have in a free hit. I'd without a doubt have Zaha in my team. Um, And then interestingly enough. You've got Anderson underneath, who chips in with a couple of assists here and there. He's got two assists in his last six games. He's a threat from corners. He was very good last season at Fulham. He was there, probably Fulham's shining light, really. And he's got 33 points as well. And, and don't overlook Nathaniel Klein at 4.3 million. I think Gaye might be injured, but um, any other options? Boys, Palace, dis- discuss. What do we think? Scott's going to <laughs> I've getting I, I, his glasses That Scott's like, can I have a look at this screen now? Look at me point i point. I'm
2: thinking, I, I think it's only Zaha, but yeah, Klein. I was looking at this. I don't really love it. Palace is, both the Palace's fixtures are away, aren't they? Yeah. They and they, uh, they're very inconsistent. And the teams they're playing in, one of which being Everton, who are fighting for their lives and actually playing pretty well now. So I'm not really counting on Zaha doing much in that game. And Brentford... Away is really, really hard. It's a small pitch. And although Zaha is good in tight space, I just I feel like that's they're not well, too.
0: They've, they've got Villa, away, Villa, Villa away, riddled
2: Everton. with points. So it would just probably just be if I'm going to have a player, it's probably going to be Zaha. Maybe if yeah. you're really struggling for options, a defender. But I don't see him keeping clean sheets in either of those games, to be honest.
0: Yeah, Villa away, Everton away, they've got. Um, so yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I, I get I. Villa that. away, sorry. Villa yeah. away. I get that, um, Scott. Any 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 thoughts on on uh, on Palace? Any advance? no, I'd,
1: I'd, say, I'd say Zaha has looked quite good recently. Uh, someone like Conor Gallagher has massively gone off the boil, hasn't he? Um, he? He really has,
0: a, a, that's a really good point because when you look at his season statistics, Gallagher has got the same amount of points as Zaha for yeah. the whole season, hundred and thirty five. But when you're looking at like the second half of the
1: season, he's he's just he's nowhere near him. So yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. But yeah, well, it was
1: an England squad, wasn't it, at the start of the season? Everyone's tipping him, and don't get me wrong, I think he's going to be an England player definitely in the next few years. Only a young kid still, but yeah, Zaha has looked decent. I, the only worry were Palace and Vieira just loves a bit of rotation randomly, doesn't he? Yeah. Like Zaha was benched every week. Like why? Uh, they're up. There's not nothing. No other cups or anything. So. Yeah, I do like Anderson. He's massive, isn't he, as well? Like, he's really tall. Like, he's a really big threat from corners. Um, so I wouldn't mind getting an Anderson in because you've got that half a chance of him getting, it, like you saying, an assist or a goal. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't look past Zaha maybe Anderson, personally. Yeah, I think, again, if
0: if you've got enough money and you want uh, someone sat on your bench, like, Klein's all right. You know, to sit on your bench uh, as, as a player in there. But yeah... I just can't,
1: I- I just can't go there enough on your Klein... Since he made that appearance on like Made in Chelsea or whatever, it's just that that's it for me. He's done. <laughs> oh, I missed that episode. Um,
0: the uh, Leicester boys. So <laughs> Leicester are just. I'm al- I'm almost sick of Leicester because they just had so many games left to play, and then I've just kind of stayed away from them because I have absolutely no idea who's going to play for them. Um, and then they they put out what will probably be their first team. I had a thought last night. Then Jamie Vardy goes and bags two goals, and Barnes gets two assists. Barnes has always looked better when Vardy's played. That I don't know if that's statistically correct or not, but just my opinion. Every time I've watched Vardy play with Barnes, Barnes has played better, Um, and also Madison plays better when Vardy plays. I think as well, but it's. Uh, Schmeichel, I think Pickford, we're always going to have over him personally. Um, you could look at Barn Jewsbury Hall as a, as a cheap again, cheap midfield enabling enabling option. Madison's probably only going to play one of the games. Of course, we yeah. had this chat, didn't we, Scott?
1: Like, honestly, he, is is he thirty six years old, Madison? Because he clearly can't play two games in a week.
0: We said this. We said this on uh, when we were having a chat. Like, Madison next season is going to be a great option because he's going to play one game a week and. I bet he has probably one of the best seasons he's ever had, and then gets talked about moving to Man United for 100 million again. Um, yeah, uh, any would we go though, with Jamie Vardy now? Like, I know you mentioned that before, Tommy. Is he is he your premium? Is he your four five one? Is it is it him or are you talking about single game week, Harry?
2: Uh, I'm personally talking about Harry. Uh, Spurs at home against Burnley although a lot of that does depend on this game tonight because if Spurs lose tonight and they've got absolutely nothing to play for pretty much in that Burnley game that's slightly different but if they get anything tonight point they're still in with a chance of Europe I think that they could go and absolutely smash Burnley they've had their I'm hoping Burnley Burnley have had their little renaissance and now they're down into a slide again after that Villa result so and the Spurs have smashed Burnley in the past before Son normally likes it up against Spurs but Son's had his little run where he's you know he, he can't keep that going consistently surely not so it's going to flip and it's probably going to be Kane so for me it'd be Kane I just think Vardy might get again I know they've got a couple of games could be Kelechi's plays again so it's, I just feel like in a one-off Kane's the one to go for in that one at home against uh, Burnley so probably not on Vardy
0: um, from your perspective on that, that's interesting. Because obviously you're in a certain position in, in a league where if you if you, you don't need you're only 20 points off the top of the pod league and 10 points off the top of our, our mates money league. Like you don't need to go to left field. Whereas so I wouldn't do it if I was in your position personally, I wouldn't go for Vardy. But in, for example, like our podcast team's position, who's in free fall, I mean, we're like 200K in the world now, the pod team. We've had an absolute nightmare. Nothing's gone our way at all. We're like Scott in game week eight. <laughs> Just no. going the wrong direction. Terrible. Um, but we're doing awful. And um, like, so for us, I, I'd, I'd go for it because the upside and the differential factor of it, it's, re- it's really good. But Scott, any thoughts on... On, on Leicester, would you would you consider Vardy in your position? Oh,
1: definitely. I'd consider Vardy for one reason, one reason only. I think he's really annoyed at the court case going on at the minute with his wife. So oh, Agatha
0: Christie? Yeah, oh, like,
1: you won't know about this, Tom, because you, you know you're not in there with the celebrity uh, Twitterverse. No, Twitter um, you know, there's a Colin Rooney <laughs> versus Rebecca Vardy case, and it's oh, quite okay. funny because Ro- Wayne Rooney and Vardy both been in like, Court supporting their halves, and I think. I think Vardy, Jamie Vardy's just got really annoyed at it and just taking it out on the football. So for that reason, that reason only, while this court case is rumbling on, I think get Vardy in. I think he's going to return. I absolutely. I love, love... that. What? That's a different
2: level of analysis. That is. <laughs> that, <laughs> you don't that... get that on mainstream podcasts. That's oh. what
0: I'm going to say. That's a, that's a differentiator. It's a narrative I can get behind. Yeah, I, I like I think it. That, oh, that's for He's in for our podcast. Our yeah. podcast white free hit. That's it. Done, locked in, he's nailed. Um, but generally speaking, guys, Leicester, I just don't know what's going to happen. I think you, I think they're littered with differentials that could do really good things, um,
1: but, you know, buy them at your peril. That's my... I, f- I think they're littered with a lot of players that I've not been used to playing two games a week um, and have been really in and out of form all season. So they've been quite hard just to like jump on a player and keep on him. Um, all I'm saying is, is finally returned me a clean sheet after holding on for him for about 29 years. So <laughs> thank you. <laughs> That's how the podcast team feels as well,
0: doesn't it, this week? Amarty returned off the bench. <laughs> yes, get in, we'll take it. Uh, right week to do it with the bench boost as well. Um, we will spend 30 seconds on Burnley. Um, Josh Brownhill is their top-scoring player over the last six game weeks with 32 points and 4.3 million in midfield. If you are really struggling for somebody and you want someone to go on your bench, probably him. And then they've got like hardly any fit defenders. The rest of their top-scoring players are Collins, Pope, Roberts, Taylor. They're all um, 4.4s and 4.3s. Obviously, Pope's 5.3. Um, and then if you've got massive gambling problems, Maxwell Corney. Why not? Um no one has any more opinions on uh, Burnley. So, see, so make sure I've covered off all of my questions um, that I've got in there. Um, I think I do, actually. Yes, I have. Right, let's talk about Liverpool because they're playing Southampton. Southampton are rubbish, and also they're on the beach. So, great analysis there as well, brilliant depth. So, people are talking about when they're building these free hit teams. They're all about threemium. Remember when Thremium was a thing back in the day? And it was all about, like, should you have Lukaku, Ronaldo to go with Salah? Uh, Well, now it's like, should you have Son, KDB and Salah in your team? Or should you have Son, KDB and Kane and then try and squeeze in one of these midfielders? So I did some in-depth analysis, about four or five clicks, into Liverpool's midfielders. And in per 90 minutes over the past six game weeks, Luis Diaz is the pick. Um, he's made six appearances Salah's made seven Um, but he's got 8.47 points per 90 minutes which is a phenomenal return Um, Salah's got 7.1 Jota's got 6.9 and then Mane's got six and they've all played seven or six games between them Um, I'm uh, interested now I don't know if you want to give this away Tom or not but you might do you might not do you might not care at all Um, but I think, it's, I think it's really easy from a pod team and probably like my team and Scott team position to go, well, actually, I'd probably like to spread the money a little bit, maybe gamble on Vardy up top, go with De Bruyne and Son and then go with Diaz. But from a position like yourself where the other two people are free hitting at the top of the league and there's one person ahead of you in our money league who isn't free hitting and you know he's going to have Salah. Would you go without Salah this week? Would you go with Diaz? What are your thoughts on the Liverpool player? Or would you not have any Liverpool players? The Liverpool player in terms of, especially midfielder, first of all, for a free-hit team, Tom?
2: I am going to have a Liverpool midfielder. I'll say that. I am. Uh, Both drafts I've done, uh, I've got a Liverpool midfielder in. I'm not worried about giving away. I've, I've looked at two different angles. I think you can have one where you can go premium in midfield and so you can spread the costs. And everyone is just saying things like generally. So you can have premium midfield and then go a little little bit lighter up top. Um, So in that sense, you could get three premium midfielders and just bundle it all into the midfield options, which I don't hate, to be honest. Uh, Or you can go for a couple of premiums in midfield and then one premium up front. And then you've got to be a bit more selective with fixtures. Form um, play. I'm in mean, KDB. I know he's. I know he scored four <laughs> against Walls, and that's not a team you expect anybody to score four against. But West Ham away, that is really, really tough. That is a really tough fixture. And yeah, the fact that West Ham are out of Europe, they're going to want to finish the season strong. I'm not saying that he doesn't do well in that game. It's not going to be a repeat fixture, and so I'm not. As sold on KDB as maybe everybody else might be, just purely because I think that's really hard. West Ham are really hard to play against at home. Uh, the, you know, they'll they'll tuck in, they'll make it difficult. Not West Ham are still going for Europe as well, like the main yeah, U- yeah. Europa League. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So they've got they, they they've got something to, to play for, yeah. but they're out of Europe, so they're not rotating. So they'll play their strongest eleven. I know City have got to win that game. I mean, KDB was unbelievable from all accounts in that game against Wolves, but. Yeah, it's really tough. I'm I'll be honest. I've not given up on the pod league, but I kind of it's I think 30 points is a gap too far. Uh, like I'd have to I'd have to do something really exceptional i the next two weeks to catch that up, I think. So I'm really looking at Jeff, to be honest. And just taking Jeff over. And if I'm looking at Jeff's team, it makes it a little bit easier for me to make some of these selections. That's all I'll say. So, oh, Of course uh, it
0: does. I, I'm, without a doubt. We all, we all know that. Jeff's- I've got really sidetracked there. Uh, yeah. yeah, go Salah, 100%. You think Salah, 100%? Um, yeah. Well, before I come to you, Scott, on this, um, the obvious is pay attention to the FA Cup final um, and make, see who's got any knocks, and if someone plays 120 minutes or whatever ends up happening, mm-hmm. you know, it, then those are those are the obvious takeaways to that. But Scott, any any thoughts on on the uh, the Liverpool lot?
1: Well, one thing I'm surprised at is Mane's fourth on that list. I thought he would be top of that list. Quite surprising. Um, I'm surprised Salah's second. Um, Personally, I don't think Salah's looked too good the last few weeks. He's he's getting marked out of games, in my opinion, coming off that right-hand side. Every time I see Luis Diaz, he's doing something. He's looked brilliant. For me, Luis Diaz, on the eye test, is by far the form player. So, absolutely, be bringing Luis Diaz in, I think. I think I'll be getting Salah out and bringing Luis Diaz in.
0: Do you think that, um, just out of interest on that, like Mo Salah in the last... Um three games, I think it's blank, doesn't he? In all of them. And so's Trent. I don't think Trent even played against Newcastle, though, but still blanked in the last three. They're being marked out of the game. Do you think this is making us consider have to consider Robertson more? Because it feels like Liverpool's attacks are coming more down the left. I I, I agree with you. Every time I watch Liverpool play now, it feels like Salah's being isolated. And also, they're putting more attention on that right-hand side. I don't be wrong, Trent's yeah, they're still delivering some points. But the last three, again, he's blanked, and uh, Diaz the points are coming from there. If you're free hitting, because a lot of people are free hitting, keeping Trent or even taking Robertson out for Trent, would you consider Robertson or Trent on a free hit, or neither? I
1: would definitely consider Robertson. I think he, I think what you what say is absolutely. True. Watching the Liverpool game the other day with Simicast was playing, you'd think they would obviously ignore Simicast to a certain extent and go with Trent. But he was a lot was going down that left still, and Simicast got into a lot of dangerous positions in that game. Um so I think yeah, I think and I'll be honest, I think Trent's a bit out of confidence out of confidence a little bit. Um he doesn't look himself. Um his free kicks are woeful at the minute. He doesn't look he used to be up there with JWP at taking free kicks, so yeah, I I would certainly consider it. Um last uh, last
0: last ten weeks in terms of points per, per 90, I just I did it to last 12. I did last 10 weeks is probably a bit more relevant. Points per ninety, Robertson 6.7 versus Trent's 5.5, Robertson 7.3 million, Trent's 8.4. Um it, it feels like Robbo, if you were going to go for one, it's probably him. And also he is coming off the back of he yeah, he's good to play and he's obviously gonna play in the FA Cup final. Uh, but he has been rested again this week. Uh, yeah, it's it's in it's interesting, and obviously, I think uh, Tom like Jeff Jeff Scott. I know we don't talk about Jeff too much in this, but he, he's got Robertson, I think, hasn't he as well? Yep. So it's it's interesting tactically for you. You, you know, talking completely objectively, cause I don't know what Tom's doing here, but you could he's also got Kane. So for you to be able to cover the Kane Salah Robertson assets, you know, he's probably not going to have the Bruyne. Um, but I'm going to get onto players like this. It, moving forward, actually, into we'll, we'll talk about that now, actually, because we need to cover um, for the seven players out of our twenty-nine in our league that don't have a free hit left to play, and we need to have a look at the fixtures for the rest of the season about players and teams that we bring in, and, and, and unfortunately, it's relatively straightforward. I think out of the the best teams that have got the best fixtures left of the Premier League's top five, it's pretty, it's pretty, it's pretty straightforward. When I was looking at it, there might be some other people on here that have. Exciting fixtures, for example, Brighton have got Leeds, and then West Ham. If West Ham have nothing to, to play for, potentially, but Leeds and West Ham at like, sounds on ridiculous form. We pointed this out last week. Like,
1: Bright, Brighton will be playing against ten men probably for like majority of that game. So, God, <laughs> oh dear, <laughs> yeah, I can't yeah. even. Yeah, even I was angry
0: watching that. That tackle was ridiculous. Both tackles, both games. Um, but Arsenal Newcastle away Everton at home seem to be quite good fixtures you know players like Saka are obviously people if you don't have him already most people do then someone to consider I probably wouldn't look outside of that though in terms of Arsenal Chelsea after the cup final I've got Leicester at home and Watford at home do we consider Lukaku
2: we've asked this question many times before haven't we (laughs) he's
0: scored some goals like you know, there's definitely a lot worse options you could go for. Why? Well, yeah, I, uh, I mean, why not? If you punt in, why not? Yeah. Okay. But is it just got to be somebody? And I think Mason Mount obviously by far looks like one of their best players in, as well. James again. Um, Tom, were you obviously sorry to, to linger on the point? But you, you you watched him. You watched him live. You went to the game. I'm guessing. Yeah. 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 Um, so, uh, what were Chelsea like to watch? Who stood out to you?
2: Yeah, uh, I thought Chelsea played really well even before. We lost our heads and Dan James, like the smallest man on the pitch, somehow got sent off. Uh, I think uh, they play, were playing really well. They were moving the ball really quickly. Uh, so they left their rubbish performance against Frank Lampard's Everton. That's pretty convenient. And then played quite well against us. Not that we played well, but they were really good on the ball. Reese James looked so dangerous every time he got the ball. Strong, powerful, you know, running past players. With ease, and he's got really good decision-making. That's why he keeps getting in these areas. His timing is really, really strong. That ball back to Mason Mount, you know, could have whipped it in, could have lost his composure, or just played an early ball. Doesn't wait for the man to come in, plays the ball, and he could have had more, uh, more assists in that game. He was, he was really good. Mount as well looked looked good, but wasn't wasn't quite as
1: blown away with him. It was a great finish, but yeah, Reese James definitely was all over that game. That's interesting. The perspective you get in the ground because if you'd watch that t- on TV, Mason Mount was looked so good watching it on TV. It was by far the best player on the pitch for me.
2: It's not like he lo- it's not like he looked bad. It's just when I was watching the game, I was just like every time Rhys James got the ball, I was panicked. Whereas I mm. couldn't say that with uh, maybe that's just because he's coming from wide areas and so a lot of football these days goes through those areas. But yeah, um,
0: yeah. anyway, that was just. I I think it's interesting to get that perspective, though, because he, uh, uh, James also has more time on the ball because he's wider. So it it gives that perspective more that he sometimes has more danger because he just has the ball at his feet for longer. Um, And yeah, Mount, i watch on the tally, Mount was man of the match, but but James was unbelievable as well. So um, they're great, great options still. Um, uh, The obvious for Chelsea, you you know, you've got to watch cup final and see who's going to get rotated. Um, that Watford at home game last day, last day of the season could be like eight nil. You just literally have no idea what's going to happen in that game. Um, and speaking of no idea what's going to happen in that game, you know Liverpool and City are just obvious people. Um, but Spurs, Burnley at home, Norwich away. I've got to say, if you if you are right now, like Son's just killing you if you haven't got him at the moment. And if you were looking, if you don't have a free hit, for an example, and you don't have Son, if you can get there in a if you can get him in a minus four without ripping up your team, you've just got to get on with it and do it for me. Um, it's one of those picks that you just you just, you, you just miss him too much if you don't have him, and it makes it really really difficult. So, uh, but boys, thoughts on that? Thoughts on Spurs?
2: what you said Son yeah if you haven't got him and you can get him get him pretty simple because I got two great fixtures at home to Burnley away at Norwich so Chelsea and Spurs there look like the if you're going to make if you've not got a free hit and you're making transfers the last two game weeks those are the teams that make sense to get players in from if you haven't already got them Um, so yeah Son I mean Son's been my saviour so of course I recommend getting Son in definitely yeah
0: yeah, I think. I think to be honest, I think he's, he's he's at that point where if I didn't have him right now for the last two weeks of the season, he's a, he's a, he's a must. I'd, I'd I'd take hits. I think you're going to get absolutely torn apart if you don't have him. So we should we move on from
1: this song chat? <laughs> Um, City it says a guy that's not had some for five weeks that's right so no oh, mate I've not had some either it's killed the season he's like, it, it, not it, starting tonight though randomly he must have picked a knock up
0: <laughs> no bite from Tom oh, never mind um, yeah I think City as well they've only got those two games left to play so again, someone like De Bruyne, he's going to play both games, and um, they're probably going to play the first first string because they need to win the league. So a player like Foden obviously fits in there, um, and it's just going to be interesting who they end up playing at the back. You know, if you need to take out I mean, if Laporte's injured and so is Diaz and someone like Ake, who's a cheap option, looks like he's he's gonna he's going to be playing. So um, he's somebody that you could quite easily put in there as well, anyway. Um, but it's relatively straightforward.
1: I mean, Leeds I'd prefer. Um, I would just say, sorry. Uh, how expensive is Zinchenko? I don't know. I just uh, it's um, what is walking off it. It's not been Zinchenko's been playing a lot. Yeah, I don't know. know. I have not even looked. I he's looking really good, and he's, he's, he's sniffing around a lot.
0: Well, Zinchenko again. Then there's another option. Let's check how much he is. I genuinely have no idea. I've not even not even considered him all season. Uh, Five point three. is probably why um so he's five point three um and Ake's four point seven so it, it's still again there are he's a good good these are good players if they're fit to be able to free up funds to to go elsewhere and yes yeah, so leeds have got great fixtures, but you're obviously not investing in leeds uh, Brentford have got great fixtures but they're not really playing for much, and I'm not going to break the bank to get anyone. Don't get me wrong, you could put Tony in to free up funds to get Son in. You know, that that's not a, a bad move to do. Um, but outside of that, it's just it's just a, the obvious options, really, of what people are looking at to, to bring in for for the for, for players for the uh, for the rest of the season. Um kind of wraps up. Everything I wanted to, to talk about today, other than obviously captains for for game week 37. Um, and then I wanted to drop a couple of couple of slightly more off-topic questions in. Um, but let's have a look at the have a look at the fixtures. Um, and game week 37 has got obviously these teams, Villa, Everton, Palace, Leicester, and Burnley, who are all doubling. And the key question is: are you going to stick your armband on your Ings, Watkins, Richarlison, Zaha, or are you going to go for son Salah, De Bruyne? What do you think?
1: I would personally, you know what I'm like with twelve o'clock kickoffs. I hate putting a captain on that. Like, I hate that fixture. Spurs against. Spurs. If that was four, if that was four pm or some four thirty pm on Sunday, I think it would be a different question. I just think. The returns of those early fixtures against the Burnley team that's scrapping for the live, I would stay away from Spurs personally. I really would. I'd rather go for um, a Man City asset on that one, or or like a Jamie Vardy. Yeah, yeah. I, I was especially because Spurs are playing tonight at
2: seven forty-five, mm-hmm. so they've got two full days rest, and then they're, they're the early kickoff on Sunday. So, yeah. and tonight's tonight's going to be a and yeah. ash, isn't it? Oh like yeah, it's
0: on gonna mind be tonight,
2: no? yeah. So they, they'll probably put a lot of energy in tonight. I'm not you know, I think he still gets Spurs assets in for that Burnley one, but <laughs> I think Scott's hundred percent right. Captain him, I'm nervous about captaining co- captain and Scott, uh captain and son in that game. <laughs> <Captain> <laughs> Scott, of, tonight captain I, <laughs> yeah. Scott, <Captain laughs> Scott yeah, I'm I'm nervous about captaining son against Burnley. I'll hundred percent have him, obviously, but do I want to captain him? Oh I don't know. It's that like, it's that early kickoff, there's doubles. And I hate not having a captain that's a double in double game weeks because it can be excruciating watching. So, but I, what I will say is if you're going to go for a double, make sure it's a double that's going to play both games. Like it, it almost needs to be a guaranteed start to make it worthwhile, I think, on that flip. Because let's say you go for Rich Allison, let's say he's not. Not exactly scoring hat-tricks every now and then, is he? Whereas Son definitely has the potential to score a hat-trick, even if it's an early kickoff. So if it's Richarlison versus Son and they're only going to play one game, I guess the point is, then I'd go Son. If you're going for a double, make sure it's a double that's playing twice. That's the thing I'd be thinking.
0: It's. I think it's really tricky, captaincy, this week. I think it's really, really hard because, yeah, Richarlison's someone who can play both games. If Watkins is injured... You, you know, Ings for for both games potentially. Zaha, there's been rotation. Do you, do you want to go there? Um, like you say, De Bruyne are all away at, at West Ham. I just, I just don't don't I don't really fancy it. I, I think you'll see loads of Salah captains this week because Southampton are just a bit crap.
2: And, Southampton can shit goals, yeah. So, but I, but I don't hate that
0: at all. I think I'll just see loads of it. I think he'll I think, be the most captain player this week. Personally, I think you've got an, an, a Salah. Salah could get rotated, though. But it, you, you just don't know. I, it really it is. It's such a hard pick. Um, it, I, I do think if Watkins is injured, if it could, turns out he's injured, I'm going to go with Ings. On my free as captain gonna, as my captain. If if Watkins is injured, if Watkins isn't, if Watkins is just. Oh, he's got a bit of a knock, he might be back for the second game, then I probably won't. But if he gets ruled out, then I probably will go in's small injury, Gerard said. This is it, isn't it? And it's just I'm waiting for the pressers um Friday, Friday, Saturday. See well, what, what comes about, back on that.
2: What about like <coughs> someone like uh, Matty Cash then? You know, he's definitely gonna start both those games and good, strong, clean, cheap potential in both fixtures. And obviously, gets attacking like Scott said. He plays a lot. They play a lot down that right hand side. So
0: it, it's 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 really tricky, and, and I think this takes us quite nicely as well to the the free hit draft that I just put together very very briefly um, before we ended up coming onto the to the podcast. Because so I wanted to kind of piece a few bits together on on here and spend like two or three minutes on this. But this is the team that I put together that we can afford. This is our pod team. We can afford this team to the to the number for a free hit this week. And it, it's it's just the debate on what we what we want to do um, here and then who would captain. I've got the captain's armband on Ings on this. And for, for podcast listeners, it's Pickford and Goal, Cash and Dina and Trent. And it's Son, Gordon, Salah, De Bruyne, Zaha, and then Ings and Richarlison. And then we've got Okinawo and Amati, Aitneri and Richardson on the bench. So we've got two playing bench players, but whatever. To those, it's all about your first team here, isn't it? In terms of the free hit, um, in this team, I've put the captain's armband on Ings. I think if it's just, it's, it is, it's really, really tricky. I don't even, I don't even mind the Zaha captain, and I'm saying, and that's me saying that. Um, in terms of free hits here for the pod team, then boys, after our conversation that we've just had, would we be taking Salah out for a free
1: I hit? Me
0: and for mean the you, me, me uh, you. Probably yeah. would. I'd be taking Salah for for a pod team free hit. Yeah, I think if I was Tom free hitting personally, not but I wouldn't. I'd keep him in because of what you you've got to play for. Um, but in terms of this, yeah, I think it's it's. I I'd be looking at Diaz personally. Actually, I think I'd I'd I want a piece of Liverpool attack, and I think Diaz would be the option I go for in in that sense. So if we put him in, let's say we take Trent out. We could go for another double game week defender. You could go for Anderson. You could go for um, somebody like, for example, Robertson. If we wanted to do so. So if we put Robertson in, then that gives us five point six million in the bank, and then at that point we can easily get rid of Rich Arlison if we wanted to, to do that, for an example, and go with the Jamie Vardy gamble, and we can still upgrade anybody else as we want to. So th- there's loads of different, different options. Podcast listeners, I'm doing my arms. There's just different options. And um, any any thoughts? Anybody any, anything you wanna get, get out about options for what you think we should do here? Because I know this is what we're gonna talk about after. So any any thoughts on this?
2: I think we've covered most of it to be honest. I think that's there's very there's a couple of little changes in there, maybe, but they're votes. And I think generally speaking, we've we've talked about most of the options that we would change there. So
0: yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. No, no. Fair enough. I, I think that I think that
2: there's only probably two things I'm looking at there that I personally would change, and one of them's Vardy, just because you know Leicester a bit up and down. I don't see him doing anything away at Chelsea, so you're just banking on that Watford game basically. Uh, and like I said, I'm nervous about not having Salah. I know he's not necessarily been on it, but his upside is so big when he has a good game. So. Um those are probably the only two
0: I'd look at. I'd probably go Salah and downgrade Vardy. Yeah. yeah, fine. Um Scott, anything to add before I move on? Nope cool. So, um, so deadline is ten thirty on Sunday. Um a couple of things I want to just just to to that's been really quite hot topics in the FPL community before we finish off, before we we uh, we we, uh, we wrap up. Um there's been there was a I don't know if anybody got the email here. Um, but uh, i got we got the email through about potential changes to to FPL for next year and things that we think we could submit to make the game better and It just got me thinking that you know i 'd love you guys to to send in your dMS on instagram or you know, send me a text because most of you have got my number anyway, about things you think that FPL should change and your thoughts potentially on these 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 few options. There's a really good video on this. It's only five minutes long that FPL Focal did. FPL Focal's on YouTube, and it's just a five-minute video where he runs through the, the top five options that they are considering changing for next year. Um, so first one was split chips. So split chips like with the wildcards. So you've got a wild card for the first half of the season and a wild card for the second half of the season. And at the moment, you've got one free hit for the whole year, one triple captain for the whole year, and one bench boost for the whole year. They thought about doing split chips, so having one wild card, one bench boost, one free hit, and one triple captain for the first half, and then one of each for the second half of the season. That's something they're considering to help with the uh, the casual player getting involved. Um, more uh, more clarity on price changes. So, or only changing the prices on deadlines rather than going up and down randomly through the uh, through the through the week. So people that have to rush to get transfers in earlier or whatever else. I like, so can I like that tonight. one. So I it like just, that change, one. just changes once a week on deadline. It'd be easy for the game to update that way as well, or for them to just be more clari- more clarity about them. So you have to get so they'll say they are going up tonight. So, I just think that's fair yeah. Um, being able to to roll more transfers. Than just one. That's one they were thinking about doing. So if people forget about it and come back to it, they might have four free transfers.
2: Um, I'm not either, to be honest. With the five, oh. su-
0: with the five substitutions coming in next season, one of the things that they've come up with is partial clean sheet points. So in case a defender gets subbed off before sixty minutes, instead of getting four points for a clean sheet, they get two. Two for
2: forty-five minutes.
0: Yeah, well, two, two for anything less than 50, anything less than 60, sorry, and then four for anything more. What,
2: say so they come on, come on for five minutes, get a clean sheet, go off injured, get two points?
0: Or they have to do 30 minutes to so get... They have to do minimum 30? Well, they, this is what they're talking about. Right, okay. So if you do 60 minutes or more, obviously you get your four points, but two points if you do, there obviously will have to be a minimum, won't they? Um, but still two points for a partial clean sheet. Maybe if, if you started and get subbed off before 60 minutes, you get that, like maybe something like that. Yeah. Um, so those are the main ones they're considering. They were looking at BPS changes for defensive midfielders and re-categorizing defensive midfielders and midfielders, but it just made it more complicated. So those are the main ones. So thoughts on a postcard about those ones. And uh, we'll probably have a bit more of a chat about that at the end of the season, but I wanted to get people's takes and feelings on those. Um, and I want to know what you need to do for your last days of your seasons. So, uh, after game week 37 is up, you know what's going to happen game week 38. You know what you want to achieve. I want you guys to get in touch. Are you competing for something in your work league? Are you competing for something in a mini league? I want to know what you've got on the line in the last game of the season. So, get in touch with us uh, and uh, let us know about that. And also, I want to know what you've learned from this season. But we'll do that. after we'll do that after next time. Boys, thanks very much for joining us. We need to go. We need to go play some football. So uh, don't forget to like and subscribe and follow us on social platforms, etc. cetera. Uh, I've been your host, Alex Rex, the FPL guru. And uh, bye for now.